Hey, Tuesday, how do you feel about hunky dudes flexing muscles, kicking ass, and driving fast cars? Well, I mean, I like hunky dudes <laughs> and a very strong and intriguing storyline, so I'm going to say action is just not my thing. I can respect that. I think you're weird. I won't judge, but I think our special guest might. Hey, hey, hey I can take it. She's Kaylee. I'm Tuesday. Secure your drinks. Buckle up. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. I am so excited to review our movie today, not only because it stars The Rock, but because one of my favorite people is joining us, Kathy Ritchie. Hello and welcome to the pod. Hello, thank you for having me. Are you super excited? I am super excited. This is like one of your most favorite franchises. You've talked about it all the time. I live by Fast and Furious. No, I love the franchise. I think it's a lot of fun. I, it just makes me happy. I mean, it's it, you know, it's been around for a really long time. Well, you two are much better people to review this film today, but let's start with a clip. Luke Hobbs and Decker Shaw. We've got unfinished business. Your sister took something from me. A virus that could wipe out half the population, and I want it back. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. When it's the fate of the world, it becomes my business. This whole thing sounds really dodgy. Look after your sister. Listen, I'll handle it. The only way we survive is working together like a team. Let's do this. Buckle up, fat boy. On my three. One. Ah! <laughs> Woo! Hey, see the look on his face? You have no idea how long I've been waiting to do that. All right. So in case that hasn't already clued you in or in case you were not following along at all, this is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Dwayne The Rock Johnson returns as Hobbs. Jason Stantham reprises his role as Shaw. New to the franchise is Idris Alba as our baddie Brixton. Vanessa Kirby is Shaw's sister Hattie. Helen Mirren is Mrs. Shaw, actually Queenie. And a surprise to me at least, New Zealand actor Cliff Curtis makes an appearance as one of Hobbs' brothers, Jonah. Before we really dive into this movie, I should say that this review will have some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you want to go in spoiler-free, hit pause, go see it, then come back, hit play. All right, ladies, let's do this. Okay, first, has anyone, like, fully gone through the entire franchise? Like, not missed one? Because there's a thing, like, one through eight. I think I've seen all of them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was really difficult to watch the last one for me because I really like Paul Walker, and I was really sad about that. And it, it was a sad ending, and uh, yeah, and they they had the fate of the Furious, which was the last one without Paul Walker, which came out I think a year or two ago, a few years ago now. Yeah, with uh, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron, yes. Yeah, and that was really I was good. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of gone up and down throughout the years, and Paul Walker is a huge loss to the franchise. And I do think they lost some people in that entire situation. Uh, now, I believe I 
dropped off somewhere in the midst of like Tokyo Drift. What? So <laughs> that's where I'm coming from with my review. So I've not seen any of the other Hobbs and Shaw kind of concepts. Well, I really don't think you need to. Not because at all. I don't think you. This you. film is a step to the left or maybe to the right, however you want to step in your dance here, of the franchise. Like, it's it's using the characters in the world, but I don't necessarily feel like it's a Fast and Furious I did movie. not get that vibe whatsoever. And I'll tell you, I watched The Fate of the Furious last night. So keeping both movies very fresh in my head, there is a very distinct fingerprint for the Fast and Furious franchise and I think, and what I hope will be a new franchise with Hobbs and Shaw, because I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed myself a lot. These movies are, you know, they're goofy, they're silly, they're just action movies. So A lot of, co- of bro banter. It, it is a lot of bro banter. So, like, I'm not going to say the script was strong <laughs> for this movie. The character development, not strong, but... It's The Rock. It's The Rock. It's Jason. And I like Vanessa Kirby. And I love Helen Mirren. And that was a nice surprise. And there were a couple other surprises that you appreciated. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll save that for a little bit later. But I think what makes the film work is you you have to keep the pacing going and the comedy. That's the only thing that probably really saved this film. Because if this was a straight-up action film, I think it probably would have fallen flat. But I don't know if... Really? What? Really? I think so. I I mean, I, I guess I just have... I'm a cheap tape. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, the action started right away. But you, I also walked into it knowing what I was going to get. And I, so, I, so I wasn't let down because I actually looked at some reviews before coming in here. And I have to say, I just thought it was really snooty. And I, can you swear on your podcast? Yeah. Yes. I thought it was bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> did you, what did you walk, you walked into the theater thinking you were going to walk into some high art? I mean, come on. Highbrow. Highbrow, yeah. high art. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. It's The Rock. Yeah. The Rock doesn't do immaculate prose in his, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like Skyscraper and like Aquaman, I think that this is much funnier and kept my attention more than those kind of. CD levels uh, <laughs> that I've gone to in the last year or so. And I really appreciated the humor. That That is what got me through the movie. Now, don't get us wrong. Again, this is not highbrow humor. This is my balls are bigger than your balls. <laughs> yes. So, Everybody's making me laugh now. <laughs> so, I mean, don't go in thinking that you're going to have really funny cocktail jokes to, like, come out of this movie. Oh, but I, I love that whole, like, when they meet each other. Because the whole premise is that they really hate each other. Like, they don't want to work together. They can't work together. The fate of the world is their hands. And then they're, like, measuring each other's dicks. Yeah. And, you know, for uh, Hobbes, he hates Shaw's voice. And Shaw can't stand Hobbs' face. And they go on this really long diss session with each other that was just hysterically funny. And I I can't imagine because they're looking deadpan into the Mm -hmm. camera for this. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know how they didn't break because I would have started giggling. Oh, the outtakes have to be amazing. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, there was a little there was some of that in in The Fate of the Furious. But what I thought was kind of interesting. So there there was obviously a lot because Deckard Shaw was in Fast and Furious 7. And I hope I'm getting that right. And then the fate of the furious, and there was that tension and a lot of that whole bro banter and ins- just trading insults back and forth. What was interesting about Fast and or the Fate of the Furious was supposedly at one scene we all think Deckard is shot by Vin Diesel's character Dominic Toretto, and The Rock Hobbs is actually visibly he seems upset by that. And then fast forward, you got this movie where they just like 
fucking hate each other, man. But <laughs> I, I mean, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I think they forgot about that part. <laughs> well, kind of going back to how this is like not exactly a Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, we didn't have as many car scenes. There's a couple car scenes, but by no means is it like that's the not first, the focus. Like the first no. OG four or five are so. Stealing car, car chase. They're all cars. Like, you can expect, when you watch Fast and Furious, you're going to see some sick cars. Yeah. And And these are like beat up trucks. Yeah. (laughs) There was some nice cars too, but like, by no means was. It's not a car. It's not that. It was much more beating each other up than it was car. Right. But I thought there was more humor. And I think for me, Fast and Furious, even though there was some humor between Paul Walker and Brian and Dom in parts. You know, in some of the other characters um, as well, like there is that similar kind of humor. For me, Fast and Furious towards the end was they were losing people. They were losing members of their family. They were being killed. And it was it was becoming really sad for me when I would watch that. Like it was just so heavy sometimes for being what it was. And I, what I loved about this was that it was it was just fun and light and funny. And you do have to like that, you know, that kind of humor, I guess. Oh, definitely. And, of course, a big part of this film, uh, at least The Rock makes it a big part of this film, is the fact that uh, he gets to represent his Samoan roots, which I, I think he made a big deal about this on his Instagram or, or something like that. He always makes a big deal about that. <laughs> I mean, if you're Instagram. not following The Rock on the Instagram, you what are you should. doing with yeah, your life? What are you doing with your I life? I mean, su- su- was it Sushi Train Sundays are I love that. a thing. But, you know, I thought it was really nice to see uh, him really repping his own culture and I think he really dug that he has this giant family like the whole the whole character arc is that he's been estranged and he's forced to go back and then his brother Jonah played by Cliff Curtis gives him a big fist sandwich in the face when he arrives but I love how there's this dichotomy between once the the reconciliation happens really fast um, (laughs) you have all the Samoan family going up against all these high-tech bad guys with Idris Elba. And they got, like, these, you know, fingerprint guns and fancy helicopters and jeeps. And then you have the Samoans with these beat-up trucks. And the family heirlooms. And the family heirlooms, wooden spears and clubs, (laughs) and to go after them, fire. And I found it kind of a surprise, in a way, for this movie, because they are usually so harping on the tech and the gear and the the toys so to kind of have that take it a step back and I think it was an interesting commentary because the whole point of the bad guy is that man needs to evolve man becoming machine it's almost like a very much terminator uh-huh. almost transformer in some but aspects. different and we'll talk about that later <laughs> in a year well when- and and Hobbs and Shaw are very different Mm-hmm. You know, Hobbs is the, I'm just going to take my beat up truck to work with, you know, my daughter in the, uh, you know, the side saddle. And Shaw very much is the $200,000 car and the suit. And so it almost plays off their polar opposite. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, that's probably the f- my favorite aspect of the film was the concept of modern versus the old school weaponry versus today's like gun culture and how incredibly powerful they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it really spoke to, it's not the weapon you have, but like your heart and your strength. Yeah. And that that was actually very uh, refreshing. Well, I loved when they did their, I don't know if this is the correct term, but we'll just say Samoan haka. <laughs> you know, they're doing their war dance as they come in and like, it just gives me goosebumps. I'm like, I don't know what it is about those dances, but like, 
I don't think I would want to face off against that. It's so cool and yet terrifying at the same time. Yeah, The Rock did that in Fate of the Furious when he was coaching his daughter soccer, and the girls were doing that to their opponents, the opposing soccer team, and the other girls were like, I don't want to play. (laughs) I wouldn't want to play. Well, let's take a quick turn from all the dudes. There there are a few women in this film. I mean, this this is a bro movie, but... How do we feel about Vanessa Kirby? She's an MI6 agent and allegedly goes rogue. Of course, that's not exactly what happens. But how do we feel about her character? Is it empowering? I love her. I mean, I, I am a big fan of The Crown, which she stars in as uh, Princess Margaret. I just I think she's lovely. I really like her, and I thought she was badass in this movie. I mean, obviously, there's a using her sexuality, but big, big deal. Who cares? I mean, she was a lot of fun. She kicked a lot of ass, and she was strong, and she took on The Rock. And she had to deal with her big brother. Yes. Who seems like he could be a pain in the ass sometimes. I'm on the wicked badass side, plus she's ridiculously good looking. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I was, Drink. I was yes, jelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, she... For what her character is, she really owned it and gave it life and three-dimensionality. I was going to say, Helen Mirren, is, for somebody who had such a small role, oh, yeah. I mean, she's just a gem. I enjoyed her. And also, like, even a smaller role, but uh, Hobbs' mother, you know, she's got the uh, stereotypical flip-flop, you know, <laughs> she's going to smack everybody with. But she's like the matriarch of that whole yeah. family, like what she says goes. So she's the one who helps get the, the family together to fight the bad guys. You've never seen 280-pound Samoan men cower <laughs> with such distinction as they do around their mother. So I think that despite this being a very, you know, a, a bro fest, that women were overall given a chance to have powerful, impactful roles, even if we're kind of, you know, we got the sexuality side. I have to say one more thing. I thought his daughter was great. What I love about his character as Hobbs is that he's actually a really, I mean, keep it real. I mean, I don't know what he's like as a father because he's a fictional character, but you know, he, the role he plays is a super involved dad who's doing the juggle. He loves his daughter. He's going to her soccer games. He's coaching the girls. He's talking about going to Taylor Swift concerts. (laughs) And, you know, and you see that a little bit in this movie too, where he's got this little girl who's what, nine or 10. And she seems incredibly, you know, sweet. And well, and she's just, you know, they just have this fun banter as well. And he's really sweet with this girl. And, you know, she was great. She had, I thought she added another element. You see another dimension of the the rock in, in this film. Yeah, for as, sure. As dimension-y as you can get. <laughs> and same with Shaw having his sister involved. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he has these emotions that we've never seen before. Because he's always just been this very straight-laced, like, unemotional character. Totally. So before we leave, can we talk about my two favorite characters from the movie. Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. My comic relief and an amazing cameo I will give to Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart. Yes. Just absolutely amazing. I mean, hilarious. Let's, let's be true to ourselves. Ryan Reynolds is popping up everywhere. He was just in a Taylor Swift music video. He's the Um, voice of Pikachu. Yeah. He voice of Pikachu. Like he is just everywhere. You can't get away from him and I wouldn't want it any other way. He's a funny man though. Oh my gosh. And his little character, like he plays such a <laughs> ditzy CIA agent. He's kind of like what we call him, the handler yeah. for the rock. And I love this scene where he's trying to get a hold of Hobbs and uh Hobbs' daughter answers the phone and he's like, Oh my gosh, you sound just like your father. <laughs> and he just like go- goes on this whole riff. <laughs> 
it was just I don't want to spoil it too much, but you got to see it. It's so ridiculously and Kevin funny. Hart. I mean, what a surprise. I, oh. really, I wish there were more. I wish there was more of him. Yes. Toward the end. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, he I and The Rock Virginia. got to play in the new Jumanji movies together. So they already had some chemistry, yeah. I think, from that previous other project. Didn't they do another movie together where one they were high school buddies or something? Oh, yeah. Like one was the like the heist guy or spy and yes, the other one was an office worker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the roles were swapped in it. And it was like a really, really good movie. Yes. I it f- was an action movie I actually liked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll just have to link to it when yeah. we... <laughs> we'll have to look it up. <laughs> Both of those guys were hysterically funny. And I also have a theory, major spoiler, but maybe not. We'll see. I think Ryan Reynolds is the ultimate bad guy of this new Hobbs and Shaw franchise. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. I was thinking about that after watching The Fate of the Furious. Because the way it ends, like, I don't know. Who the hell was he beating up and where was he? And, like, he's being all his dissy self and he just took out, like, all these, like, I don't know who they were. 30 men. Some, some agencies in some room. And I'm like, is this the CIA? Is this... But the, yet he still looked good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Covered in blood and, and he, messy. And I was like, oh, you still are attractive. He's probably knocking back aviation. Well, all of them. Too. All of, I'm like, how do you guys kick so much ass and yet you look damn fine? Yeah. All I, of them. Vanessa I, Kirby, I run, The Rock, <laughs> Jason Statham. Yeah. I run for two minutes and I'm like apple red and drenched and I look awful. But they're like, oh, yeah, I just killed Sorry. 30 people. That was great. <laughs> Well, I guess we can all agree that we're on board for Hobbs and Shaw as a 2020 campaign. I hope so. I would love to see them run for White House, for office. I think I would. I would vote. <laughs> I would vote for him. Hobbs and Shaw, fictional characters. I want them to I run really, the country. At this rate, anything goes. So Hobbs and Shaw 2020. Might as well hop on the ticket now. Heck yeah. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to hit the brakes and pause for a drink. So I know what I'm drinking, but Tuesday, let's start with you. Sure. Well, The Rock's Achilles heel is tequila. So I am going to do a mix of his favorite with my favorite. And I'm going to have a Roger Klein Mexican moonshine reposado on ice. But I'm going to have two of them because (laughs) The Rock is quoted as saying, the last time I got drunk was in college. It takes a lot to get me drunk. Have you seen how big he is? I believe that. <laughs> double fisting from Tuesday. So double fisting some Mexican moonshine on, on this side. Mm, I am not surprised. What about you, Kathy? Well, I would normally go with my rosé for when we're going in, <laughs> when we're in London or something. But because in honor of the rock, I would want a, one of his tequilas, preferably a silver with a nice lime in it. Mm. Oh, he has his own. Yeah, I think it's called. We think we we. I it's, think it's called mana. Mana or it's mana? not. It's not the Spanish band. Mana. 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 We'll have to ask. Mana him. or mana. If the Rock is hearing this, let us know. Yeah, give us a correct pronunciation. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Call us. <laughs> Come join us on the pod or like us on Instagram. There we go. <laughs> so for me, I did a little bit of research. I wanted to know what was like a popular drink on Samoa. Oh, nice. And I don't know how popular this is, but this is one of the first hits. So according to Google, this is a very popular drink in Samoa. And I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, Vimalini or Vimaleni. But it's a watermelon drink. And the recipe calls for a whole watermelon. So I'm thinking it's making multiple (laughs) drinks. You would hope so. All for me. (laughs) So watermelon. We got coconut with coconut milk, lemon, pineapple, ice blended all together. It's non-alcoholic. So I'm adding in vodka. Because I want to party on the beach. That does sound lovely to these summer months. Yeah, that does sound really good. Well, it, that Samoa looked beautiful. 
Oh, I, I would go. I, would, I wouldn't mind taking a trip there. It looked really nice. Maybe we should do a remote review from Samoa. That would be magnificent. We got to see if they got a film festival, too. Done. <laughs> Googling as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us on the thank pod you. today to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Hope you had fun. We want you back. I would love to come back, and I love the movie. I had so much fun. The movie's fun. It's just don't go in with these ex- highbrow expectations, <laughs> New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would second that. <laughs> if you watch as much news as we do and read as much news as we do and follow and are on Twitter as much as we are, you need something like this just to remove you from the horrors yes. every day. Hobshaw 2020. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This Yeah, this is a cotton candy movie for your brain when you are just like over it and you need a break. It was giggly fun. I put it on the higher end of the action movie genre because, I mean, you're not going to get an A-plus from me, but... I'm going to put it in the higher up because of the witty banter and the sexy looking dudes and chicks. <laughs> Yay, witty banter and sexy booties. Yeah. So hear more movie reviews and discussions by subscribing. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And keep your movie tank full by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for Whiskey and Popcorn. And of course, don't forget to bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org. She's Tuesday. That's Kathy, and I'm Kaylee. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.